This is the Emergency Medical Minute, sponsored by Mile High Ambulance. The Emergency Medical Minute is excited to announce that we are now offering AMA, PRA, Category 1 credits. This is accessible through our online course modules that can be accessed at www.emergencymedicalminute.org backslash CME-courses, or simply by clicking on the link in our show notes and creating an account. All right, so good evening. I was going to talk a little bit about um, a device that we see a fair amount, and I didn't necessarily know a ton about, um, so I heard an interesting talk recently that was pretty helpful. It's talking about insulin pumps. So I know we have some people that might be experts on it. Maybe if I'm wrong on anything, they can chime in. But in general, the general idea is that it's a continuous infusion of a very fast-acting insulin, and it gives you a basal rate, just like you know pancreas does when it's working, and then you bolus yourself with the same insulin before you eat to kind of compensate for the amount of carbs that you're eating. They you know, can obviously be very nice. You don't have to inject yourself uh, every time you need insulin. Some of them do kind of connect to also a continuous glucose meter that people have that they communicate, but most of the times they're separate and the person has to kind of input what their sugar is and how much they're eating and adjust it. So that's the general idea of how they work. So there's a couple issues that might come up when patients are in the emergency department. First thing is, let's say we have someone who's NPO because maybe they're going to have surgery. What are we supposed to do? Well, you're supposed to leave the pump alone, not necessarily bolus them because they're not eating eating, but they still need that continuous infusion of insulin, or they could potentially get hyperglycemic and go into DKA. You might want to monitor their sugars every so often, but it's not a reason to stop the pump just because they are NPO. And then the kind of other things that we might see patients for, um, you know, the first one might be low blood sugars. And kind of the first thing is that it's rarely the fault of the pump. The pump you know, it's exceedingly unusual for the pump to just all of a sudden give a bunch of extra insulin. So we shouldn't necessarily blame the pump. Maybe the patient could have given themselves too much because maybe they miscalculated how much carbs they were going to eat or maybe they didn't eat in time, but it's usually not a pump malfunction. So you shouldn't necessarily turn the pump off right away. Um, you can treat the hypoglycemia just like you do with any normal time someone has hypoglycemia. So if they can eat, they can eat. If you need to give them some D50, D25, do that and then just keep monitoring it. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you know, when we have patients who are hyperglycemic, there's a couple things. Maybe they didn't give themselves enough insulin when they ate. The insulin could be bad. They might have the pump going to a spot where they have a lot of scar tissue and it's not kind of infusing. Maybe they're ill otherwise and otherwise sick. So kind of evaluation in the similar way. One thing that you can do if they're not in DKA and they just have hyperglycemia and we were going to give them a dose of insulin, you can use the pump to give them an extra dose of insulin and one that'll see if it's working. So like if they respond normally, the pump's fine. Maybe, you know, they just weren't giving themselves enough. But if they don't respond to it, then there could be something else like one of the other issues. And then if somebody is in something like DKA where they need an infusion of IV insulin, then we should probably stop the pump. If the patient is not awake enough to turn off the pump, apparently these pumps are very different from pump to pump. There's no like pause button that's very easy to get to. So the easiest thing, if you can't you know, get someone who knows what they're doing, is disconnect the pump from where it attaches to the tubing, not rip out the tubing from the skin. If you take out the tubing from the skin, then they would need a new site and that could be a hassle. So just disconnecting it from the pump is kind of the best way to stop the infusion until you can have someone turn off the device. And even if you do pause them, I guess they're all set to have just like a temporary pause because the idea is that you don't want to accidentally pause it and forget to turn it back on and then go into DKA. So kind of a couple quick things, um, you know, 
The other thing is, yeah, if it's a kid, the parents usually know a lot how to take care of them. The patient's endocrinologist can be very helpful, but you know, sometimes we might need to do the first couple steps until either the patient or someone else can help us. Thanks, guys. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Health One Continental Division and Swedish Medical Center for their financial contributions to the EMM. Donations from them and listeners like you make it possible for us to fulfill our mission of producing and spreading free medical education to the masses. If you enjoy our show, please consider making a one-time or reoccurring donation to help cover our operational costs and keep the EMM awesome. Click on the link in our show notes to make a donation. Thank you for listening.